0: Welcome to this Fresh Manor Euthanasia Exodus twenty thirteen Do not murder Euthanasia is to kill a person or animal painlessly, especially to relieve their suffering from an incurable illness. Euthanasia is a fancy, modern, crime free, roundabout way of committing and getting away with murder. The debate about euthanasia often turns into a battle for human rights. Is it more humane to preserve or end life amid terminal suffering? God makes it clear in his word that purposely ending a human life is an enormous responsibility with huge implications. It is a serious action to take someone's life in self-defense or in time of war. It is even more serious to play God and decide that the quality of a person's life is no longer high enough to keep living. The Bible does not specifically discuss euthanasia. However, what it does say about life and death offers a balanced perspective. Causing death is unacceptable, but there is no requirement to go to desperate lengths to prolong life during the dying process either. God cursed Cain in Genesis 4 for killing his brother Abel, but put a mark on Cain to stop anyone from killing him and promises to punish anyone who does. It is clear throughout the scriptures that life and death are fully God's fields, according to Acts seventeen twenty-eight and Psalm 36, verse 9. Euthanasia is a termination of life to achieve some concept of good, such as putting an end to physical suffering. It could be death by choice or the choice of other people. It may be called death by dignity, mercy killing, assisted suicide and death selection. But in God's eyes, life is very precious. For this reason, God condemns both taking the life of another and taking one's own life. According to 1 John 3.15, whoever hates his brother is already a murderer, and no murderer had eternal life except for the repentant, because God cannot dwell in the heart where hatred and malice dwells. Any number of the people in the Bible with sickness, disability, and suffering could have taken this root out of their predicament, but if they were born in this era, Who knows what they would have done? Job, the woman with the issue of blood, the sick and crippled people of Jesus' time, and all of them, they all needed relief, but they didn't do anything about it. God ordained a natural order for ending life and beginning the next, and euthanasia opposes the sovereignty of God in his creation. God ordains the days of our lives as stated in Psalm 139 verse 16, Death is inevitable. And Psalm 89 verse 48 states that we will see death soon. So active euthanasia is murder. Every believer should leave morality in God's hand. We can't and do not own life. It is a gift from God. None of us has the power to control life or death, according to Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 8. True ownership of life belongs to God, and it is his choice, not that of an individual or society, when life should end. It is God's gracious responsibility to create, sustain, and care for life at every stage. Reborn, infancy, adolescence, maturity, and old age as seen in Job 14.5. Someone might say they have the right to die because this life is no longer bearable. How about How are you sure that wherever you think you're going to after death is bearable? Heaven or hell? Nobody has a right to take something that does not belong to them. That's stealing. It is healthy to want to preserve life and natural to not want to prolong death. But why would someone prematurely take their life in their hands just to escape what Hebrew 9.27 says is already inevitable? Ecclesiastes 7.14 states that sometimes God allows us to suffer for a long time before death occurs. Other times, one's suffering is short. No one enjoys suffering though. But that does not make it right to determine that a person should die when death is already a natural occurrence. Life is valuable to the Lord, so we must cherish it. Prayer, Father, help me to cherish and value my life, mine and others, and to help preserve the vulnerable life wherever I can in Jesus' name. Amen. Shalom.